Hello, I'm Grayson Bolte, and welcome to another episode of SAE Tomorrow Today. Before this episode begins, please kindly take a moment to follow and be notified when a new episode is released. Today I sat down with Johnny Mizek, Chief Happy Officer and Head of BMW Geniuses at AL Motor Sales to discuss how BMW Geniuses are bridging the gap between complex engineering and the customer experience. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the podcast, Johnny. Thank you, Grayson. Pleasure to be here. I'm really excited to have you here because you're on the front lines of dealer training and you have a really unique perspective on all things the Genius Program that BMW is doing and interacting with customers firsthand. So, Johnny, I'd love to know, the, the BMW Genius Program was introduced by BMW in the U.S. in 2014. Today, there are thousands of geniuses around the world. Why did A&L first embrace this program? I think it's a really good question. Fortunately, our owner is a young upcoming owner. Uh, he's a third generation owner for the dealership, so he's had a lot of experience in the car business. Uh, and one of the big things that I think he saw in his father's career here and his grandfather's career here is, is customer service wasn't nearly as up to par as it should be. And when he heard about this genius program that BMW was basically unveiling, he kind of thought this would be a great way to capitalize on, on, on having a much more positive customer interaction and, and much more much more positive uh, CSI. I, I think really that's why he wanted to embrace this. He thought this might be my opportunity. Um, and we found out that we were one of the few dealerships to quickly embrace it. Everyone did get in uh, on board pretty quickly after that, but uh, we were one of the forefront uh, dealers in this area. What was the reaction from the staff when he came and said, okay, we're going to launch this genius program. Was it like, oh, great, here we go again? <laughs> yeah, it, it was, uh, especially when it came to the technicians. You know, I, I remember my first interaction with the technicians when they were introduced to the new genius. They said, oh, well, what makes you the genius, you know? And, and it seemed like everyone wanted to have you prove your your worth or your genius. But, but it was all in fun and jest, and I think... <laughs> very shortly after they realized the benefit of the genius program so what started as oh i can't believe we got some young kid now telling people how to work their cars to hey johnny could you also help me with this client hey johnny i have a client that called in about this they found it as a as a real perk uh to their job and a real plus to doing business correctly so all the politics have been smoothed over and everybody's hunky-dory happy <laughs> Yeah, um, and it's not even, I laugh because it's not even about politics as much as it is about family now, you know. It, it, the relationship here at a and and I, I think us being a third generation owned business is a very um, close-knit, camaraderie-filled uh, relationship. So we still jest each other quite often, you know, with the, oh, the genius coming, but, but there's not nearly as much negative thought behind it or, or, or uh, skepticism, I should say. You know, now it's more like, I just want to, you know, joke around because we're friends. And, and it's a really nice thing now. It's a healthy thing. For our listeners who might not be familiar with the Genius Program and BMW Geniuses Program in general, how would you describe it? Was this started by BMW Corporate and then worked its way down to the dealer level? Correct. Um, BMW Corporate had this idea. They, they, you know, they saw that their 
they had this thing called uh, DTUs, difficult to understand or difficult to operate features. And they thought, you know, look at Apple. Apple has these geniuses that sit at the Apple store and show people how to work their iPhones, show people how to uh, troubleshoot or even just fix their iPhone for them. And and that's exactly how it really started, I, I, I think, uh, and as far as I've been told. And we saw that improvement in less troubleshot uh, systems that there was less difficult to understand or less difficult to operate features for clients. We also found clients using features on their car that they never knew they had, and they probably had them on the last three BMWs before this, uh, but no one just took the time to show them, uh, nor did they take the time to open an owner's manual and look. I mean, you really don't ever have time to read that big thing anymore. It's funny. This OEM won't remain anonymous, but they were one of the keynote speakers at CES one year. And they said, the difference between our vehicle and other vehicles, our customers read the handbook. And there was this laugh that came out of out of the audience. And so you're right. I loved it. It was like, okay, sure. I love to know. So you said features. Was it, is it anti-lock brakes? Is it adaptive cruise control? What are some of those features that the Genius Program uncovered for Mr. and Mrs. Customer? So quite a few. I, I'll give you a, a simple one that seems to be one of the biggest ones I found. And it was it was about a, a climatization feature for your car where you could hold in the unlock button and roll down the windows to, to let the hot air out uh, before you get to the car. Or even from the outside, you could close those windows. If someone had forgotten to roll up a window, um, you, you could do that from the outside. And the first time I showed a client that, he was like floored. He was like, what? Are you serious? And I looked at the car he was trading in and it had that feature too. And I thought, oh, how many cars have you had that have been able to do this that you haven't been able to use that? Um, but, but also, you know, Bluetooth is a huge one, especially nowadays. Everyone wants to stay communicated and connect or com connected in communication. So Bluetooth is a big one we troubleshoot. But as well as you mentioned there, autonomous driving features or advanced drivers, driver's assistance systems, those are definitely features that the genius has helped make a little better or a little easier to understand for our clients, for sure. Bluetooth's a big one. I can't tell you how many individuals I've seen driving Rolls Royces, which are manufactured by BMW, that hold their phone up to their ear and I'm like you're in a half a million dollar car you have Bluetooth in your car you've got a bang up audio system connect it like to sit there and I'm like okay we're, 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 this is not the Gordon Gecko days we're, we're, we're now we're in, te we're in techno technology world Bluetooth works you've got sound proofed windows and, and this thing is absolutely beautiful but yep they don't know how to connect the Bluetooth so I'd love to know over the years, BMW keeps introducing new models. They're adding a feature, <clears throat> taking a, taking away a feature. How has the program changed as, as new models come with, with new features, either technological or safety? Do you have to go through a whole complete retraining to learn the different models and features? So when Mr. and Mrs. Customer comes in, you could say, well, this model year added X, Y, and Z feature, and, and they move this, or they move the button here. Or how does that work? That's a really good question, and I, I, I will say that BMW has a fantastic approach on that. Recently, we had a little bit of a drawl in it because of the pandemic. We weren't able to do uh, it, the trainings that we had in the past, but whenever we had new models introduced, there was on-site training either here at the dealership 
or there was training done at another facility. We, we might fly to Chicago at one of their facilities there and see the new 7 Series and, and take three days to go over it and the features that are involved. On top of that, there's constant training that is done online. So we have a, an entire uh, training system through BMW that has courses they put together that you are required to complete each quarter. So they, they constantly train us. They also have um, basically a corporate version of myself called a regional product trainer, the RPTs. These regional product trainers are the corporate genius and they actually go from dealership to dealership with a brand new car, with brand new features on it to show them uh, how this works. And not just the geniuses, they're showing service representatives, service advisors, they're showing retail business managers, they're showing everyone they can to kind of promote the new knowledge or the, the new product tech in the car. There's a big debate brewing in the automotive industry. It's brewing on Capitol Hill now around a ADAS. What role does ed educating your customers, since BMWs have incredible ADAS systems on there, what role the genius do you explain? Like, okay, this is adaptive cruise controller. This is lane keep assist. Is that a large part of the genius program? So when an individual leaves a dealership and they start to use this technology, they understand that you have to pay attention at all times. You can't just go to sleep and then it will go? It is a very important part of our job and, and it will never get less important. If anything, it will be more and more crucial for our role. So how we handle that is a, is a, is a multitude of, of ways here because not every client is the same. So not every client learns the same way, not every client wants to learn the same way, nor does every client want to use their ADAS in the same manner. Um, so we do customize it per client, but one of the biggest things we do is we have what's called a second delivery or an encore. When clients take delivery of their car, we go over the features as much as they want or as little as they want. We don't want to spend too much of their time because one of the most valuable thing to our clients is their time. So we have to be respectable of that. And, and we thought, well, you know, let's try to do this again another time. Drive the car for a little bit. Let us know when you want to come back in. We'll go over some more features, or perhaps you just want to go over the advanced driver's assistance systems at that time. Uh, and that's a BMW directive. It's called the BMW Encore program. Every BMW dealer does that. It's a really nice way to make sure they learn more of their car in a, a, a little more space time. It, it works very well that way. Also, what we have is something called a genius mode tool. This genius mode tool is a small dongle device that plugs into the OBD of our vehicles. We can then um, pair onto it uh, via a Wi-Fi connection using a, an iPad. And this iPad then can send controls to the car to demonstrate certain features, such as the blind spot, lane departure. We could even simulate what a pre-crash would feel like. If the car was about to crash, it knows that it's gonna be into an accident. We can simulate that by hitting a, a certain button on the iPad, sending the signal to the car, and the uh, flashers will go off. The seatbelt tensioner will, will pull the client back into their seat. The windows go up and then down slightly to uh, decompression the car. So we can show clients the ADAS without av actually having to be on the road uh, and, and possibly jeopardizing you know, <laughs> the experience or, or let alone someone's safety. It's a savvy customer service approach to safety because you're doing it in a safe manner. You're doing it in, either in a parking lot or, you know, some somewhere on the dealer dealer grounds. Yeah, 
and they can understand how this technology works. I really like the concept of the encore. So let's say somebody drives for two weeks and well, I got questions. Well, I'm going to go see Johnny. He's going <laughs> to uh, help me figure this out. That's really well done. Is that come from A&L or does that come from BMW corporate, the encore? The encore is a BMW corporate directive. It's one that they, they actually look at very closely and they, they really mandate we have an encore for every client that takes delivery of a, a vehicle. And I'm not just talking about a brand new BMW. I think a lot of people think when we're, we're doing our work, we only work with clients that are getting into a brand new BMW. But we, we sell as many CPO, certified pre-owned BMWs, as we do new. Uh, and those clients need the information just as much. So the Encore is a mandate from BMW, and they actually send us basically logistics and, and a measurement scale of how well or how poorly we do on our Encore retention. Smart by BMW mentioned used cars. We Philip O on CNBC is talking about the the booming used car market. You look at the supply chain constraints, the chip shortage, and just the the economics around used cars. This is me speaking personally, not you or anybody else. Make no sense. Right. These things to go up in value where historically they've never gone up in value and, and individuals are opt because they can't get the vehicle, so they're opting for a used vehicle. Is the Genius program available to those individuals that are buying a certified pre-owned BMW and they can come in and have that, that same experience? Or is it only because of the you know chip shortage and the un- unavailability to get new inventory? A really good question. Honestly, it's it's all the time. The BMW Genius is there for every BMW client, whether it's their first new BMW, their first used BMW, or even their 80th CPO'd BMW. You know, we're there for every BMW client from the beginning of the the the, the client experience to the end too. It, it's not just like okay, well, now the car is bought and. The client has questions on it, so we'll throw the genius in. The genius is in the entire sales process from the beginning to the end. What type of brand retention are you seeing? So if you have a customer, they come in, they either lease it for three years, they purchase it. Do they are they are you seeing from your data, are they constantly going back to BMW or are they going into other brands? Are you seeing any interesting trends in that data? Yes, we we definitely have a high retention of customers here. Uh, there are quite a few customers that are just in a new BMW every three years. They do the lease program with it. The BMW has a really cool maintenance program. So the BMW maintenance warranty is is three year, 36,000 miles. And that covers a lot of things for the the maintenance of that three years. Uh, It also has a four year, 50,000 mile bumper to bumper factory warranty. Um, So clients think, oh, well, if I'm leasing it for three years, I'm in and out of it before I have to even worry about paying for any kind of maintenance. Uh, So we do have a huge retention of clients that just do that, just flip in and out of leases every two to three years. From your data, are you seeing, is the genius approach, is that helping that retention rate stay high or is it basically because of your well-known maintenance plans? So I kind of think that the leasing part of it, the clients that lease have almost always been, you know, BMW clients. And, and that retention has not just been about a BMW genius. Don't get me wrong. A BMW genius has helped keep those clients a little longer, perhaps, or has made their experience even better. But I, I think really it was for the clients that had never had a BMW before. This was their first one. 
They weren't sure what to expect, what to get out of it. The, the genius made that experience even more enjoyable or more memorable. It's really about the memorable, I, I would think, because when, when you make a memorable in, experience or a memorable impression, uh, um, people will, will, of course, remember it more. I think Maya Angelou said something like, uh, people will forget what you do for them or what you say to them, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And if you take that kind of mentality and try to run your genius role that way to give every client the best experience of how they feel, then you, you, know, you do your job well, if that makes any sense. It definitely makes a lot of sense, and customer service is key. There's a, there's a gentleman, a famous grocer of the Northeast, Stu Leonard, started Stu Leonard's, and he had the saying, the customer is always right. And they were constantly innovate and reinvent grocery stores, and a lot of things have been written that that was the inspiration for Whole Foods, the way that the customer is always right and the way that they design the stores. And it's really a remarkable store, and it's a great place to take kids if you're in the Northeast. So you look at like the evolution of grocery stores. They started, they've they've changed, we've adopted, and there's there's Whole Foods everywhere today. And BMW is going through a lot of changes. There's been a lot of very public announcements for BMW introducing electric vehicles. They're working on autonomous vehicles now. How will the Genius Program evolve as BMW rolls out these new technologies? Well, I mean, that's there's an obvious part of that, which is more of our learning, more of our training will be directed towards electric vehicles and ADOS. Um, and less towards, you know, engine variants and, uh, you know, M cars, performance. We do a lot of that now, but I think we'll be doing quite a bit more electric than, than what we're doing now. It's going to be a huge learning curve for everyone, and it's going to be the genius that will help people learn that or trend that curve a little easier. Since BMW operates as a, as a dealer network, you have A&L Motors sales where you are, you have... Uh, Fletcher Jones in Newport Beach, California. How, how is the Genius Program different from dealer to dealer? I have met a lot of geniuses in my seven, almost eight years now, and not just geniuses in the Pittsburgh area. I actually went to Germany um, in 2016 and, and made. Uh, I was one of the top ten geniuses of the U.S. that made it out for the top 100 geniuses in the world. So I, I had all these colleagues from all over the world, and and really. The geniuses that I've all met have one thing that's in common, which is they want to be friends with each other. And there's not that competition. There's not that tension between geniuses. Whereas in, in the sales industry, you know, you talk about a salesman or several salesmen, there's competition between them. So that's one thing that I noticed that's different and, un, and lovingly so. That's, that's the same with every genius I've ever met. However, some of the differences I'll see is how those geniuses are perceived or utilized or even kept uh, at other dealerships. The genius here has been treasured. They're a valued employee. They're utilized in the manner that they're, or they've been created to be. However, there's a lot of dealers that I've met that they think the most valuable use of a genius is to go get me my lunch because that saved me from having to leave here. But to me, that's, you know, that's far from the most uh, important use of the genius. The, the genius definitely has uh, basically broken down the barrier between the customer and the salesman and made that memorable experience that BMW wants to um, instill in everyone's experience. 
But uh, other than that, I, I think A&L, us being more family oriented, our genius program is, is, a, is a good group of close knit friends. Every Friday we do a fancy Friday photo. So we dress up every Friday, we take a picture, we post it on Facebook, uh, and our, our social media guy comes up with some kind of catchy slogan for it. Uh, and we have fun doing that. Uh, and you don't see fun in too many workplaces. So I think that's really what makes us and our genius program stand up, stand out uh, much more than any others. An inviting environment is an environment where individuals want to work and they want to work hard and do a really great job. So you've got this great employee morale. And let, let's flip to the other side. Let's go front of the house from a customer experience. So you have Mr. and Mrs. Customer walking into A&L. How is the Genius Experience different for, for them versus another dealership? I would hope that it wouldn't be any different because I would want the Genius program to be the same in every dealer, no matter what, what center you, you go to. However, I know that we personally have a lot of geniuses. We have probably more than most dealers. Uh, therefore, we probably have a little more coverage. So we have more people see geniuses first or maybe have more interactions with geniuses. Whereas if there's a dealership that has, you know, one or two geniuses, they might only be used for a, a delivery. You know, they, they may not have had any experience with that client to build a rapport or to make an experience or, or to have that fun on the test drive. So I think that's where we probably do differ. But I would hope, honestly that no other dealership would have a different experience in terms of how a genius makes someone feel. To the individuals at BMW Corporate that are listening, hire Johnny and make him your chief genius officer because the, the gentleman <laughs> has a clear passion for this. And you, you going back in your life, you have a passion for cars. You worked on cars with your dad. You replaced clutches. You swapped engine blocks. I mean, you got your hands dirty and did all sorts of cool, fun stuff. What was that experience like? Were you that passionate for that as well as you are for the, the Genius program today? You know, it was it was scary at times. Someone showed me a, a meme about true fear when, you know, you're having to hold a flashlight for your dad while he's working on the car. Uh, and and I, I kind of <laughs> knew what that was about. But it, it was a really cool experience because it was a great bonding experience. Uh, I wasn't as athletic as uh, my sister was the athlete, and my dad took her to all the athletic stuff. She was in soccer camps and soccer tournaments all over the place. So I, and, and I didn't have to do this, my dad's a wonderful man, so we would have always had a close relationship. But I, as a young man, thought, oh, if I'm going to be with my dad, you know, I better find something we could do together. And what I learned was I loved foreign cars. I loved Porsches. We worked on Porsches a lot. Um, because that's what he had mostly. Uh, and then I, I, I'll never forget when he did get his first BMW. It's what made me want a BMW because the quad iconic Corona rings and then you had the dual kidney grill. It just had that mean front end. And, and I was like, that's the car I want. So the experience was great because I did get my hands dirty. I know a little bit about cars. I'm not I'm, I'm good enough to be dangerous, so don't ask me to work on your car. But I can definitely <laughs> fix the Bluetooth, no problem. Uh, but the experience definitely drove me to be where I am today. And my father is more than proud as well as, uh, you know, he, he looks at it as the perk too. Now, oh, my son works for the dealer, so when his BMWs need work, I just swap him cars. You know, I'd go to his house, pick up his car, leave him mine. And so he's got some perks with it too. It's all paid off for all of us in the end. <laughs> 
You got a great experience with your dad, and now you got a, a happy dad that gets excellent customer service like the rest of your customers. It's funny you mentioned the front end of the BMW. Yes. To me, it always looks like a shark with that grill. Like that's, I was like, okay, here goes the shark yes. grill, and then there's yes. like going like a 94, 95 grill had that iconic before the body style changed. And the, well, I think it was the 99 or the 2000 where, where the body style went through that change. But the grills were always iconic. I'm happy to see even better grills now today. Was it this experience that doing all this really cool automotive stuff with your dad, working on Porsches and BMWs that made you say, okay, I want to go in the automotive business. This is this is a passion for me. Not initially. <laughs> what made me want to go into it initially was I thought, well, this would be a very easy way for me to get a discount on a new BMW. So uh, I had asked my friend who worked at at here at this dealership before I'd been here. He, had, he was a salesman, uh, a really good friend of mine, still a really good friend of mine. I said, hey, Brandon, can you get me a job at the BMW dealer? He said, Johnny, I would never do that to you. They would eat you alive. Just because I, I'm, I'm a very kind person, I, I'm generous. He's thinking I'd get no grosses. <laughs> the client would take, you know, everything off of me. So he, he did me a, a, a favor in terms of, I am a pushover at the time. He didn't think I'd be a very good salesman. But later that year, he called me and said, Johnny, my owner just got back from this meeting. They're starting this new position called the BMW Genius, and I think you would be perfect for it. I came in like a week after that and did an interview with the GM here and left with the job. He, he said, you're hired. <laughs> so uh, when that happened, I told my dad, and I was so excited to tell my dad that that's when I felt like this was what all that was for. Uh, so so it, it kind of came in full circle, but the initial thing was, I wanted a BMW, you know. <laughs> what was the reaction on your father's face when when you shared that moment with him? Uh, <laughs> he was very happy. It was a cool moment for both of us. Um, but what was even cooler was later that year when I did get my first new BMW, because uh, I had had a BMW before that I'd bought used, um, but this was a brand new lease I'd gotten. I, I didn't know he had organized a surprise party for me with my sister at, my, at their house, and I was surprising him by showing up with my new car. And that was when the coolest moment was, because he was just like, what? <laughs> you know, and I was like, what? Because all these people were there. <laughs> And uh, I just remember us giving each other the biggest hug, and I thought, yeah, I think I made my dad proud. So that was, that was the real crowding moment. It wasn't even when I told him. It, it was really that day, and it was for my birthday. I came in. He's coming out like, hey, you would have never expect. Whoa. So uh, it was incredible. I will never forget it. As you can tell, it was a little emotional, and I'm sorry about that. But uh it was definitely a life-changing moment and a moment where I realized I, I had done something worth something in my father's eyes. It's an, it's an incredible moment. It's a moment that you're deeply passionate for and you're doing great things for individuals in the, in the dealership. You, you made your father proud, but you're making the individuals that come into a proud because they're having that incredible experience. And I said this before, I'm going to say this again to 
BMW folks in corporate that are listening, you got to make Johnny your chief <laughs> genius officer. This gentleman is is passionate, and he will he will not let you let you down, Johnny. And you you've got we've covered a lot of ground. You've said some amazing stories, but you you understand the dealer business. You understand the BMW brand. So putting that all together, I'd love to know. What is the future of the dealer business? Does it shift to more of a genius-centric model and that becomes the overarching main communication point? It's that customer-first approach. And um, what it means, and I'll tie this in with it, I'm kind of creating a new position for myself here with this uh, chief happiness officer. Uh, And that goal is to make that perfect experience for the client. And not just for the client, but like you said, employee retention is just as important. And a happy employee makes for a happy environment, which also makes for a happy client. Uh, So I think the goal is to push towards less uh, salesmen, push towards more geniuses. And we've already done that. We only have um, four retail business managers that work here, like four salesmen. Those four salesmen are more than that. They're they're a, a retail business m- module that I, I keep on saying, I didn't explain it very well, but it, it's it's a salesman that has more power than just to you know negotiate a little bit. They can make the deal, seal the deal, negotiate to a certain amount. A GM doesn't necessarily always have to be involved, nor does it have to go to finance. They can sign the client out as well. So it, it minimizes the amount of contact a client has at the dealership with a lot of people and and making them feel overwhelmed by, oh, now I went to this office, now I went to this office. The goal is, of course, to have a smooth, easy, memorable experience that clients will then come back for, tell their friends about, and hopefully entertain more BMWs in their future, not just the one they have. A lot of clients we have don't have one BMW. The wife has a BMW, the husband has a BMW, or both husbands or both wives have BMWs. And then they also have BMWs for the kids, or they have a toy BMW as well that's like the the Z8 or the Z4 that they only bring out on that beautiful day, or an M4 competition that you know they, they only kind of toy around with on, on a special Sunday. Uh, so that's the main goal. It's to Again, provide that perfect customer experience. And it's not hard for a BMW because BMW is the most emotional brand in the automotive industry. I see it even in Land Rover Jaguar, but never have I seen more emotion in a buying process than when I see clients buying their BMWs. They're more excited with these cars, more just overwhelmed with the tech, (laughs) more into the experience than any other car manufacturer sale that I've seen in my life. BMWs are great cars. I owned a 525i for years, and I, and I loved it. And it was a, it was a fun car. I'm on different cars now, but it's still a great brand. And they say it's the ultimate driving machine. And that thing was boy, was that thing fun to drive? <laughs> As a lot of your clients can can attest to. And let's give yes. a shout out to, uh, was it the Z4 and the James Bond with Pierce Brosnan? Yes, the Z8, the Z8, and the Z. Well, there was a Z8 and a Z3 too. Yeah. Yes, and so he went and rocked and rolled it in that beautiful blue color. I've driven those before; those are fun. But it, you, you had your James Bond moments, like okay, so BMW is cool, it's passionate, but hey, we got our James Bond <laughs> moments. <laughs> and so you were able to do the things, and as BMW changes as an organization and evolves and introduces new product, it's going to continue to build loyalty with customers are continuing to build great products. And Johnny, as we, we look to wrap up this insightful conversation, what would you like our listeners to take away with them? I'd like you to go check out a BMW 
and I'd like you to put what I said to the test and just, you know, see if you'll get that experience. I, I, I almost guarantee it. I know I guarantee it at our dealership. I would hope to guarantee it at any other dealership, but that's basically what I say. And um, I'd also say follow your passion because <laughs> that leads you to great places. Passion is an incredible thing as we've heard Johnny discuss on this podcast. Tomorrow is today, today is tomorrow, and the future is customer service. Johnny, thank you so much for coming on the SAE Tomorrow Today podcast. Thank you, Grayson. This has been my honor, honestly. Thank you for listening to SAE Tomorrow Today. Be sure to join us next time when I sit down with Finch Fulton, Vice President of Policy and Strategy at Locomation, as we discuss how they're re-engineering the supply chain through autonomous trucking. And if you've enjoyed this episode and you would like to hear more, please kindly rate, review, and let us know what topics you'd like for us to explore next by emailing us at podcast at sae.org. That's podcast at sae.org. And be sure to follow us on LinkedIn to stay connected and to continue the conversation. SAE International makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. The information and opinions are for general information only. SAE International does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast.